Good afternoon, evening, or morning. Um, welcome to Podcast FSFL. I'm your host, Matthew Phillips. And uh, today, I really actually just want to talk about one of my, the best vehicles I've actually gotten to experience. Um, and the uh, amount of cars I've actually driven. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Ford Taurus SHO. Uh, a couple months ago, I actually was able to acquire a second-generation 1992 manual transmission for $400, and I'm surprised how much of an improvement that car is over the basic Taurus. Uh, my first car, which I mentioned a, a few times on the show FSFL as well as uh, Ike's show on the Untitled Car Show, uh, my first car back in 2013 was a 1994 uh, Taurus GL with a 3-liter Vulcan and the very uninspiring uh, automatic transmission that Ford loved to offer in the 90s. Um, but with it being my first car and all that, it was the best thing in the world. Uh, I had some of my best experiences with my friends in that car um, next to my Crown Victoria, which uh, was in my, my, call, my residential college days before I moved off campus. But... Um, uh, with my Taurus, that was actually the first car where I actually got to get uh, hands-on with my own vehicles. Um, to go, I was uh, browsing. I was actually in line to buy my roommate's Mustang, and um, I don't know what was going on with me at that time because the thing wasn't. It's not really in the best condition, but it's a car that I knew um, forwards and backwards because uh, me and my roommate we've been living together for. Uh, a couple of years now, and I was there when he bought the car. So, it's a, uh, it's something I knew, something I was familiar with, and something I knew that I would want to experience again after the loss of uh, having to sell my '87 uh, four-cylinder, and with this being an '89 hatch with the 5.0 and the T5 manual, um, I knew it's something that I really wanted and would not have mine owned and taking over and keeping it alive. But uh, what ended up happening was uh, the guys at FSFL and I, we were having a, uh, a build battle with these model cars. Um, we had a budget of like 35 I think it was like $30. And on eBay, I bought a model kit of a 1980, it's either, it was either it's, looks like, it's a first generation SHO. And um, I remember just, I remember I was just contemplating one day when I was working on it. And I was like, you know, do I do I really want this Mustang? And I was just reading the specs on the uh, on the box of the Taurus, and I'm like, you know, what I need in a car isn't this loud and brash, you know, just angry vehicle. I need something that I can comfortably drive to work, uh, something that's also engaging and something unique and different that really no one else had. Um, and my love for the to- for the second generation Taurus is kind of undying. Uh, it's I guess it's what makes me unique in that sense. But uh, I remember just looking through uh, through Facebook Marketplace and I found an automatic. It was green uh, for like seven hundred fifty dollars. Had like one hundred twenty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand miles on it. I messaged the guy. He got back to me like ten hours later. He was like, "Yeah, I have." I have someone else come to look at it on uh, in the morning. I'm like, okay, well, just let me know what happens. Um, that was the only one on Marketplace within the state from my current location. So I uh, ended up going on Craigslist, and 
uh, within 50 miles, there's nothing. 60 miles, nothing. So then I just put the parameters out for like 300, 400 miles. Uh, two SHOs showed up. Uh, there was a black one. It was a 1992 manual transmission. It had a horrible picture on it, and um, it was manual. And it was $400, and the description was just, it was the story of my life. Uh, this kid was trying to get rid of it. Um, $750, he couldn't sell it. He really needed to pay some bills, so he lowered the price to $400. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Um, I'm going to message this guy because, I you know, he's never going to get back to me anyway. And then there was this SHO I found for $3,000, but that one's been on there since for like the past couple of years. I'm not really sure if he seriously wanted to get rid of it. Um, it was in pristine condition. The interior was mint. Uh, the paint was mint. It was just this, this beautiful cherry red with this beautiful interior. And he was also trying to bundle in with a fox body. I'm just like, you know, if I had, if I had like four or five grand this would be the ultimate bundle vehicles right here but um no i was i was actually really hoping the guy with the green automatic would get back to me but um two days later uh i got a call from an unknown number and it was the guy with the the black 92 and it was maybe a two about an hour and a half, two hour drive from the house where I where I'm currently am, and you know I went to my roommate. I'm like, you know, hey, there's this kid like in the middle of nowhere. Um, I want to get this cheap SHO sort of deal. Uh, had no idea what I was getting myself into. It could have either. I knew I was going to bring it home regardless of what I was going to do because one, it was four hundred dollars. Um, the kid was desperate to get rid of it, which is usually a sign that there's something extremely wrong with his vehicle. Oh, and and there is. It's, but I'll get I'll get to that later. But um, so I plan to pick it up that Sunday after we talked on the phone, and uh, I rented a trailer and we drove down. It was about an hour and a half drive, and we went to go we went to go look at this car. It was just these two kids in the middle of nowhere. They obviously car enthusiasts. He had this kid had like a a Ford Probe, a I don't remember what else he had. I think it was like a Volkswagen something. And I don't know if they were brothers or friends, but they're they're just these two characters. And we go to the back and we we'll see the car, and it's like sitting in the grass. It has been washing like who knows how long. There are cobwebs everywhere. Uh, he uh, he had a battery on a on a tender, so after you know after we sort of all got to know each other, you know they're pretty cool dudes and all that. We uh, we started the sucker up, and it's funny though because this kid he was talking down on the car for uh, for so much. He's like you know it I've done I've done such and such and such to the car, and you know I, I wouldn't daily because it needs this much work and that much work and blah 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 blah. I'm like you know I'll, I'll be the judge of that. So he starts it up, and the minute the thing started up, I knew that I wanted to take this car home, and I I wasn't gonna regret it. So I don't. I'm pretty sure the kid didn't know what he had at the time, cause he started it up, and there was nothing wrong with it at all. 
Um, the issue that he was really concerned with was in the front end, there was like this rotating, um, I guess, a, a noise coming from the belt. It wasn't the water pump. It wasn't it wasn't a ticking or anything, but it was just it it was really it's really just the um, the pulley. And so I hurried up and gave him his four hundred dollars and he handed me the title. And we went to go drive it up on the trailer. I let him drive it up on the trailer because he wanted to drive it one last time. I, I gave him that honor. Um, I've been driving this car every day since I bought it after um, it passed Virginia Safety. Uh, I haven't really had any issues with it since it started getting colder, where it's just having old Ford problems. But um, the car runs really well. It it, uh, it it handles its own really well. It the handling for how old this car is and um it's been lowered a couple inches in the front so it has this really strong stance to it and um the yamaha motor is unlike anything i've ever driven um it uh in the lower rpm ranges it's it's kind of it's kind of docile but um it really comes to life once you uh, get past the uh, the 2500, 3200 RPM range, um, especially in the upper end of second and if your foot's down all the way through third, and that's where all your power is. And I cannot describe what it's like to drive this thing. Um, but for being $400, though, that it did have its issues. Um, the the interior is torn all kinds to hell um is missing some trim on the fender that was included with the car uh i was actually sideswiped in it but that's a whole different story it also does have some rust in the quarter panels which is common for the four tours sho because the way the trim is set up what moisture just gets caught in the doors and then it just ends up rusting out but um and it and it has somewhat north of 250,000 miles but honestly I think it was one of the best decisions I ever did and um, I'm I'm enjoying it uh, after the Pacifica died out it's been my daily driver and I have not been upset with it at all so best $400 I've ever spent and this is my ode to the SHO now the cool thing about the SHO I'm going to go into the history about it is the motor itself was um, commissioned by Ford from Yamaha and um, a lot of people think that this is the motor that's supposed to go into a mid-engine Ford uh, MR2 fighter or I don't it's some sort of mid-engine Corvette fighter or whatever but actually there was a series of these engines that uh, Ford had working on prototypes like the one in the Taurus um, they put in a Ranger prototype and a um, I don't I don't know if it was the Festiva or the Fiesta or the um, or whatever compact car they had at the time but um, they called that one the Shogun and those were really cool um, the one in the Taurus was designed specifically for the Taurus um, it had 220 horsepower um, it had 200 pounds-feet of torque and up until 1993 it was only available with a manual and the one thing that made me pick the 92 was that it's the, it was the only one within like a 500 mile radius that had a manual and um, 
the automatics were bumped up from 3 to 3.2 liters uh, to offset the automatic transmission. But um, I don't think I made the wrong decision. I honestly think that for this motor, you really need the manual to really bring out the full performance of it. So that is what I'm currently driving at the moment. Um, it's a... Uh, it's a very striking looking vehicle if you get past the fact that it's still a Ford Taurus. Um, compared to my GL, it has uh, adjustable seats out of the wazoo. It has like these adjustable bolstering for the sides and for the lower back. Um, the bucket seats are great, even though they're torn to heck. Uh, the, the cluster itself, um, it has this this really interesting uh, automatic AC setup. Um, the screen's busted on mine. Um, it has way too many sensors that a Taurus needs to survive um, because Ford had to justify the cost of this thing probably. So in order to make it a premium vehicle, they gave it premium features. Which again, if you've had a regular Taurus and you've driven this thing, um, the suspension and the motor are really what makes the car, but everything still feels the same. It still feels like a cheap Taurus. So, but um, if you really want a fun daily, you want something different, because Miata is not always the answer. I'm talking to you, Roland. Um, I would recommend something like an SHO, something uh, something fun, sneaks under the radar, and uh, when you put your foot down in the right areas, you can. You can uh, give someone a run for their money. But uh, that's all for right now. Um, I'll give more updates on the car later on because uh, when it warms up again, I'm going to be working on it a bit more to sort of get some of the kinks out. Like the the electric fan, uh, it has a cluster of relays that controls the electric fan and some other things. It's all just sort of unified. So I, get, I have to get that all sort of uh, figured out before it starts warming up. Or just put a uh, manual switch to the fan. Um, I gotta decide if I'm actually going to stick with this car for a while before I determine if it's gonna be worth it to fix the rest. And um, you know, it's just small things here and there that is just sort of fallen out of repair that I'm just not really too concerned with fixing, especially after the uh, the minor accident I've been with it. It's, it's not as much like, it's not like it's it's the best looking thing in the world, but you know, it's still it's still pretty decent enough to where I would consider sending it to a shop for a cheap respray. So, um, stay tuned, um, especially since uh, I have more to talk about with the, uh, the Bron with Project Bronco and uh, Project Nailhead, my 53 Buick, so. Um, Stay sideways and have a good day.